Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another great episode of uh, You Got This with your host Andy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we're continuing on with our season of discovery. And this is a two-part episode because there's a lot we want to cover and we just don't want to spend two or three hours covering it. So we're going to split this up into two episodes. Discover the vision of God's plan from stupidity to stupendous. We're going to compare the life of Joseph and Joseph and his family to what's going on in our society today. One, we got a moronic dumbass president who cut off our oil supply and so on and so forth, which is why our country's in a mess of sin. And think back with Joseph. His, he had kids and um, that they were completely crazy. And then um, my wife was just telling me about uh, how his husband didn't know who he was married to after his wedding night. How crazy is that? Yeah, so let's go back to the beginning of that, okay? See, Joseph Joseph had a dream. And he was had this dream as a teenager. He had a couple of them. And it wasn't meant for the present. Sometimes God will give you something, but it's not meant for the present. It was meant to give him hope for the future. God makes known the end from the beginning and what is, and what is yet to come. Jeremiah 29 11 says for I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future see he gives you that hope for a future time because he knows you got to work through go through some trials to get to where there because you, you see your dreams will not take you where your character won't keep you. So he was just a teenager. He still had a lot of maturing to do. And see, where this comes in is his father was Jacob. And Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. He thought she was just so beautiful. And so he worked seven years for, for her father, who happened to be his uncle, um, to marry her. And then... On his wedding night, he was giving who he thought was Rachel, but was not. And then discovered after that, that it was her older sister, Leah. And so, how do you not know who you're marrying? How do you not know who you're sleeping with? I'm just kind of puzzled by that. And yeah, that just kind of troubles me. And so, you had to work seven more years for Rachel. And so, Jacob and um, Rachel were Joseph's parents. And so when he finally had got to marry Rachel, he had Joseph and then he had Benjamin by her. And so Joseph was kind of his favorite. And her brothers were jealous because of that. He, he told them his dreams and wasn't that kind of stupid? Uh, that's where I made my comparisons earlier, which my wife is a little bit more eloquently speaking about that from me because I just say it point blank. I don't sugarcoat anything, obviously, but uh, I'll just make comparisons between then and now of how crazy our world has become versus the craziness of that time. As you can imagine, our craziness now is far more worse than the craziest then, and um, the fact that you don't remember who you're sleeping with is remind me of a, a condition called beer goggles when you're so drunk you don't even know what the woman's name is, let alone what she looks like. So, we can also think back, of, well, women in that time, think about it, they wore 
head covering. So the only thing you can actually see is their eyes. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't even know what my wife's eye color is, let alone anything else. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, and his stupidity, hence the title, he ran and told his brothers the dreams. That wasn't so smart. Told them of him lording over them one day. And, you know, he had a couple of dreams like this. Okay, your life is going to always be filled with ups and downs, good times and bad. We live in a fallen world. But God will always bring, bring his plans to fruition. We need to trust him. And if it's not happening right away, then there is more for you to learn. There's maybe more things he needs to weed out of you. So when it does come to fruition, you can stay there. There are things for him to learn. And as, you know, I'm studying this thing through Joseph, there was different steps. There was different people that he had to come across. Why? Because there are some people who are going to help lead you to Christ. There are some people who are going to help lead you through the valley. There's going to be some people in your life that's going to help lead you up the mountain. And there's going to be some who are going to take you to the top of the mountain. And then better yet, there's going to be someone who's going to take you to that door. The door where you finally open and go through to your promise. And then there's going to be some people who are going to be there to help lead you through the door into your promised land. Who will be just the right person to help teach you or maybe be that catalyst person that's just going to get on your ever-loving nerves that's going to help draw some things out of you and strengthen you in areas you didn't know you need to be strengthened. But trust God along the way. He will never leave you. He will never fail you and or abandon you. So there are different stages of the vision going from vision to fruition. And we're going to look at what Joseph went through. And as we do, we're going to look at what you may be going through at the same time to see if you can relate. The first step is the trial initiated and Joseph has the dream and thrown into the pit. Right. The trial uh, uh, comes, it may come upon you gradually or all of a sudden, but you find yourself in a very uncomfortable, scary place, situations, people, or even illnesses. And the trouble you and trouble and change that may accompany will have us screaming, "God, get me out of here!" Just like Joseph, the pit, the trial came. His brothers were tried and threw into a pit. They, they have means to get kill him, but Reuben, whose name means "behold a son," even in our trials, even our stupidity and failures, we are still God's child. And Judah, whose name means "praise," come along and and prevent it so in his spirit his he is humbled touched lifted out and pit and into the next stage reminding you this is still the beginning stage he has he still has much humility to learn for uh, the purpose of god for him think about it today we got two countries now who are at war and Honestly, we all know it's Russia and Ukraine. We would be in this situation if the previous situation never occurred. Which, what I mean is, we never would have gave Israel, us, uh, Russia, the Nordstrom, Nordstrom pipeline. And same thing today. We cut off our own oil, so we're in, so to speak, a modern day trial from what Joseph and his family gone through back then. We uh, we are in so much debt now. We it's crazy, and we're struggling to find groceries and all that. So you could say we're in a modern day trial, like they were back then, because they didn't have the modern technologies today that we have. So think about it. Remember, uh, 
as when you were in school, uh, history always seems to repeat itself. Well, I think we're repeating previous histories that uh, we went through back then. I, I strongly believe that re, uh, uh, history repeats itself. Yes, so we're in this initial stage in this trial and we're not liking it one bit. We're screaming, God, get me out of here. But God leaves you. Why? And then you begin to wonder, Lord, don't you hear me? Don't you aunt? Don't you love me? Don't you care? Don't you care that I'm hurting? Well, I've given this example before, but it is very fitting. It's like clay in the potter's hand. It's to make something beautiful out of you. He can see the imperfections where you can't. Isaiah 64, 8 says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father, we are the clay and you are the potter. We are the work of your hands. You see, when that potter puts that lump of clay on the potter's wheel and he's molding it, imagine that cup feeling, that clay feeling every bit of it. And as he's molding it and he's saying, ouch, that hurts, I don't like that. And a little bit more and a little bit more and he doesn't get it off that potter's wheel and then he molds it into a cup. Oh, wow, I'm, I'm something different. I think I like this. Oh, but then comes the furnace to harden it. And he spins it on the wheel some more to make it smooth. And I don't like this, and I don't like this. And then he goes into the furnace to harden it. And oh, this is hot. Ouch, I don't like this. Get me out of here. Can you identify? And then it's hardened. And then yet yeah, he has to paint it. And then he has to put it in the kiln again. So it's hardened on there. And the paint don't come off. And yet he puts it in there. And he's, that cup is screaming, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I don't like this. But then once he takes it out, wow, I'm really beautiful. Have you ever heard that story? I know I paraphrased it a little bit. But can you identify with what you're going through? You may not like it. Just like Joseph was lifted out of the pit after he was humbled a little bit. Because Joseph, Judah, whose name means praise, he had to be humbled a little bit before. Okay, now it's time. Because Judah came along after Reuben. And he came along and lifted him out. And was sold to the Ishmaelites. And this is still yet another step. How are you doing in the situation that you're in? Are you beginning to grow or you're still complaining? Makes you kind of wonder, doesn't it, people? We can always sit back and reflect back then to what we go through now. And it's pretty much similar. So we, they don't have computers back then. They don't have the modern language that we have today. And they had Jesus back then. The most important key element to all that is they had Jesus. And the only thing we can go by is faith of what they written through the Bible to go on. Which is all, we all know is 100% true. So reflect on that. I'm going to read you a verse now. 1 Peter 1, 6-9. And this greatly rejoice. Uh, though now for a little while, if need to, and if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. The genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory 
at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice and with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, I was just thinking about uh, talking about that. They had Jesus back then to help them. We don't. Uh, we still have Jesus today, but not in flesh. But we have him in our faith, and we have his words in the Bible, which is the same today as they were then. So, just because, pardon me for saying, just because our world is going to hell in a handbasket doesn't mean that our life is over. It's just the beginning. We just have to realize that Jesus and God has everything in control. We may not like what we see, but always remember, this isn't our final resting place. Our resting place is in heaven. Think about that. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break here and play a song called In the Eye of the Storm by Casting Crowns. When did he make that song? Ryan Stevenson, the eye of the storm. I was thinking about the the casting crowns. I'm sorry. Praise you in this storm. That's what I was thinking about. But we're playing Eye of the Storm by Ray Stevenson. We'll be right back right after this.
when the test comes in and the doctor says only got a few months left it's like a bitter pill i'm swallowing i can barely take a breath and when addiction steals my baby girl and there's nothing i can do my only hope is to trust you in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm All right, welcome back, Cooper. I hope you enjoyed that song, I, In the Eye of the Storm by Ryan Stevenson. My wife was yelling at me earlier saying that I was saying Ray, but it's Ryan, so my apologies again for saying the wrong uh, singer. But we're continuing on with the discussion, and I was making comparisons from uh, what's going on in our world now from the war in, in Europe and, uh, and, uh, and the father of, uh, what is his name, Jonah? Jo- Joseph. Joseph's Jonah, same thing. <laughs> but anyway, I apologize. But uh, yeah, we're making comparisons to uh, the, uh, what we're reading through. Um, uh, with going, to, uh, keep on going back on topic. Going through Joseph sold into slavery and the Ishmaelites, which I think my wife touched on a little bit too. With all this, all this can be compared as a setup for what's going on in our world, and uh, we can always reflect on what's going on. Because really, like I said before, history always seems to repeat itself from one way to another. Yes. So can you relate to any of that? Are you going through something and you don't know what's going on? Has God given you a dream, but then you seem so far from it, you feel like he's forgotten you? God is faithful to all his promises and he's loving toward all he has made. That's one, Psalm 145, 13. And... Philippians 1 6 says, um, For he who has began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And you can count on that word. When they went through when they went through the desert on their way to the promised land, when they finally came to it, if you read in the book of Joshua, it says that God fulfilled all his promises, not one failed. And the people that didn't get to in, enter, it wasn't because of God. It was because of them. They're the ones that failed along the way. God was taking Moses up up Mount Sinai to give him the Ten Commandments. And they couldn't even wait. God had just performed this feat that any one of us would give anything to see part of the Red Sea. So they can travel through on dry land. And then it covered up. Oh, yes, and, and this is what's so awesome. This is true. I was watching a documentary not too long ago, and they actually found chariot wheels in the bottom of where the Red Sea is today. That truly did happen. So there's your proof positive if you want if you wonder if some of the stuff in the Bible is true. Oh, yeah, and, and, and Noah's Ark has been found. It's been said to have been found in Turkey. So the Bible is true. And, and and the shroud of Jesus, this is just 
hey, this is dessert. This was extra free. That the shroud of Jesus has been found. And it has, you know, the shape of his face on there. So science is proving that the Bible is true. That's just in case if you're wondering. So are you identifying with him? This is all a setup. Being sold to the Ishmaelites. Oh, it isn't it. So if you think you're being sold into slavery. You think that you've got it hard. And you got bills coming. You can't pay. And maybe you've lost your job. Or, and maybe on top of that. You've got an illness that you think it's going to win. What do you, how do you think Joseph felt when he was in that pit? He thought he would die for sure. And then up oh, he goes. and But no. He go. He gets sold into slavery. He's in a different trial. You see, I bet he learned some things that he shouldn't have shot off his mouth to his already jealous brothers. There's sometimes you need to speak, and there's sometimes you don't, and that takes discernment. You need to trust. But it was all a setup for the next plan on on Joseph's pathway. That God has got a plan for you, and He's going to put people in your pathway. And things are going to change. Maybe jobs. Maybe a move. You know, you're moving to a new city. Um, maybe new people are coming into your job. That eh, at first they're kind of rubbing you the wrong way. But maybe it's just a setup because iron sharpens iron. You learn along the way. And being sold to the Ishmaelites was a setup because then now the Ishmaelites, they sell him to Potiphar. Who was in service to the Pharaoh in Egypt. And that's where God was trying to place him. So are things happening to you? And you don't know what's happening. And they're happening so fast sometimes. It's making your head spin. But look back. Are you learning from anything? That's a good question. Are you learning anything? I'm going to continue on with this discussion. Uh, uh, with uh, our third topic of the discussion. Which is humility, growth, placement. Joseph sold to Potiphar in Egypt and prison, you have grown even more, and so has Joseph. So now God putting Joseph into a place where he will be bringing his vision and purpose for Joseph and the meaning of the dream of the dreams to fruition. Are you in the place to in which you've seen events happen, different people come in your life, or maybe it's a job change or a move? God has a reason for the moves He initiates in you. They are for good and even when we cannot see it the moves are for growth for you and his purpose and vision for your life is God talking to you is God uh, you do you think God is molding you into where you want to be or do you think you're feeling left behind you don't know unless you actually sit down and talk he's uh, he's not gonna come out of the sky be flesh and blood and just talk to you like you're sitting still in a coffee shop or something He's going to talk to you in other ways. He's going to make your heart bounce. He's going to uh, make you read the Bible and understand, try to get you to understand. Because there's going to be certain passages in there as you read it. It's going to be like, what the hell is he saying? What is he doing? What, uh, why is he saying this? He's going, to, he, he's going to lay things on your heart. And that's how you know God's going to talk to you. He's going to give you subtle signs out in public that you're just going to step out in front of you. Like you, like you never thought about it before. It's going to be so many different ways he's relating to you. You just got to be open up to notice those signs. I had to notice it too. Because before I met my wife, I was living in Florida. I never thought about writing a book before. And that book changed my life. God spoke to me in several different ways. He gave me an awesome wife, which she gets on to me from time to time with good reason. Because I'm a guy. 
But long story short, God is going to give you to where, get you to where you need to go, but you need to be molded into a way that you can be moved. Yes, I came through a lot myself, and I had so much fear in me, and I had to have everything worked out just so because I didn't want to get hurt. And so I became kind of controlling in the things that happened in my life. And if I couldn't see it and it didn't look right first, then I wasn't going to do it. God wanted to get me out of there and he wanted to break those chains of fear over me. And I was uh, at a speaking event, doing a speaking event. And six months prior to this, God kept telling me, step into the unknown, step into the unknown. And I knew that was him because I could just feel the peace and the warmth and the love that is all God in his character whenever that word came. And so I knew I knew it was him, but I didn't know what it meant. I just kept hearing it. And then at uh, my speaking event, uh, the lady uh, working the table uh, helped us helping to sell my books while I was doing the event uh could come and so oh the lady who hired me the minister uh, of the ministry that i was speaking at said oh i've got someone who can fill in and so closing up she gave me a word and her voice changed we were just talking regular and then our voice changed it's so like something quickened inside of me i'm about to get a word from god and i sure enough did and one of those words was and besides whatever what else he told me that you are about to get um someone into your life who's going to love you the way you deserve to be loved and sure enough that happened we met through our publisher so yes joseph had to grow he had to grow and he had to learn and god had to put him into place he had to put him into place in Egypt. But then he has to be have the character to stay where he's putting him at. James 4, 6 through 10 says, But he gives us more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded lament and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up see joseph had been sold to potiphar who was in service to pharaoh in egypt god is placing him into position this shows joseph's growth he has shown his faithfulness to god and so as god moves you you have to grow in the place where you're at. You have to learn lessons as Joseph did. And we knew this because he had favor with his overseer, with Potiphar. So your growth is shining through. But it's not over yet as you grow. Meaning you are not complaining like you used to. And you're beginning to trust God more. And it's showing in your character. So you're spending more time with God in prayer and devotion and fruit is shining through and through it all you're learning to trust god there's more steps along the way but are you seeing any of this in your life oh uh, i'm sure you guys are but yes uh god has been molding you since your your time on earth began 
The question is, are you le are you listening to his molds? Are you letting him mold you into the person that you are meant to be? God has a purpose for everybody. But it's up to us to decide whether we want to follow that purpose or follow our own path. Hence, the concept called free will, which can actually make you or it can destroy you. Because we are called uh, uh, we are a um, failed creature or fallen creature we will choose the absolute wrong way every single time if we don't decide to follow God's word and some people may call that a dictator no I choose to call him father he is our father we uh, as children we don't like to listen to our parents advice I know I didn't like to listen to my dad when I was growing up but he was teaching me how to become a man but our Father in Heaven teaches us how to be a good man or a good woman or a good child of God. Our parents on earth don't know what that is because they are a fallen creature as well. But it's up to them to teach us how to follow God. Are we going to do it or are we going to choose to follow our own way? Yes. So if you're going through something, if you're going through something, just sit back and pray to God and ask him, are you trying to teach me something? Am I coming through? And will I make it? Because if you keep going through and if you've fallen along the way, but you continued, you got up and you're continuing on, then you're going to make it. Because God is faithful to his promises and he'll get you there and he'll give you the strength. God says he gives strength to his people and he blesses his people with peace. That's Psalm 29 11. He will get you through. And we're going to continue on to the last couple of stages uh, on Joseph's journey to the palace um, next Saturday. And so if you're going something, just through something, just go to God in prayer and ask. Show me the way, Lord. Open my eyes so I stop complaining and let me know, hey, you're just trying to teach me something and weed something out of me. Ask him to open your eyes to see what those things are so that you can deal with it. And so we just want to close in prayer and ask, dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for especially everyone out there going through something those who need healing, I pray that you heal them. Those that need provision, I pray that you provide for them. Those who are just going through a hard financial time, please provide what they need. Or if they're seeking a job, lead them to it. And open their eyes so they can see the things you're trying to get through to them. Give them discernment and wisdom. Open their ears to hear when you're talking to them. And help them to be open in the ways that you do. And Lord... Give them a heart and a mind to know and understand you. And I also want to pray for the Ukraine and all those places out there who are really going through a hard time, who are going through war. And I just pray God protect protect those people. Help this war to stop. God, in the name of Jesus, just come through and protect them and provide what they need in Jesus' name. Yeah, so let's remember, uh, people... Um that the God's got a God's got a plan for us. But in closing, um, always remember to go to our website at info at your new life ministries dot org and you'll find everything on there from our books to our podcast and you have a message or you want to uh, reach out to us about anything you need from prayers to anything, you can always send us an email through that link and info your new life ministries dot org. And 
please visit our uh, Facebook page, our uh, um, LinkedIn page, our Instagram, and YouTube. All, we have all of our outreaches on those uh, avenues as well. So remember, you know you've got this when you let God lead the way. I'll talk at you later, people. Bye-bye.